Hi guys, welcome back to Conscious Butterflies. I'm your host, Emily Dugan, and I'm just so excited and so happy that you found yourself here listening to me wherever you are and whatever time that you found this in. Um, Just a little life update. I'm hanging out with El Dago. That's not right. El Perro. I can't. So I come from a Mexican heritage and I don't know how to roll my R's. And I was with a friend today and she was like, I don't know how to roll my tongue either. But then I figured it out. And I always thought, random side note, I always thought it was just like, okay, you either have the tongue muscles to do it or not to do it. Well, apparently it's just a learned behavior and I don't know how to do it. So I'm figuring it out. So if you have any tips and tricks of how to roll your tongue so I can say, you know, the way I should say it, um, let me know. And another side note, I was, my friend and I were talking about that today and I always thought that people could only wiggle their ears because they had this amazing skill and ability that they were born with to wiggle their ears. And I remember one time somebody taught me how to just do it and how to focus on a certain muscle and I wiggled my ears, but I have not been able to do it since. But that is so besides the point, but whatever. Um, if you know how to wiggle your ears and roll your R's in your tongue, you are way above me, my friend. So please send me tips and tricks. But I have a really... At least I think just a really good podcast that I just want to share with you guys as a solo podcast. And it really just stems from, you know, maybe a place that I was at, maybe a place that I see a lot of people in my own life and just growing up that we find ourselves in. And I'll call that, you know, the unhappy majority. And I think that I'm just going to get right into it. I think if we look at that and we look around at just our fellow people in our life and our fellow human beings, it's so hard to ignore the fact that there are very few people you know and you see and more or less that you know because, I mean, we can see happy, fulfilled people on social media so easily every day, but very few people you know who are truly happy, fulfilled, and leading a very meaningful and purposeful life, right? And most of them, most of these people, like they seem so just unable to even cope with the problems that are thrown their way and the circumstances that come with daily living and routines and life and work. And the majority of those people just settle for average and they settle for conformity and they settle for being comfortable. I know I just made a quick Instagram post today and it's like being comfortable and telling yourself that you're content is it disease, not a disease, it's an addiction in itself. And you have to stray so far away from it because there's so much more than just getting by. And a matter of just like resigning to a matter of like being mediocre and being okay becomes almost just a way of life for so many people and so many just lives around us. And I know for me, I will never say that you know, I come from a place of people just being mediocre and being average and like, this is what my life is, this is what it is, this is what it is. But at the same time, you know, I have family and friends who go out and are above and beyond, but I just always felt like in my way of life, my way of living, like my parents work their freaking asses off to give me what I have, but I've never seen a sense of like, okay, let's take a big risk. Let's do this. And I was actually just having this conversation with my mom on Mother's Day. It's like, 
Um, we pass a family restaurant of a family in my neighborhood who have become very successful and they open their own restaurant and yada, yada, yada. And I told her, I was like, I wish our family was like that. I wish we were entrepreneurs. I wish we would have like done something because I know how bold and badass we are and how amazing we could have made something, but it's almost like not taking that risk, right? Because not that we're okay with what we have, but we love what we have and it's amazing and and you know they are okay with that in a sense that what else could you want, you know? But I've known in a deep sense of my passion and my desires that I want so much more than it just being this is great, this is good, life, family, love, and those are so many values that I take so much heart to, but I know there's more for me, and I know I'm destined for more, and there's nothing, and I guess this is confusing this sense of like, there's nothing wrong ever if you are living out the values that you value in your life, and my family values what they have, family and love, and you know, doing well for themselves and they can go on any experience they want to. But to me, there's just so much more. There's so much to experience. There's so many people to meet. There's so much of this world to discover. And maybe that's what they lacked in the midst of um, doing the life the way they do. But I want my life to be a little bit differently. Um, And again, that it's not to get confused with who they are and the people that not the people, but like the life and the desires that they have. It's just that their desires have definitely shown on to me that I value all those things, but I desire so much more. And on another instance of that, you know, when people do on the opposite and they don't respect their values and they don't come to terms with, this is who I am, this is what I want, you begin to feel inadequate about what you're living in you almost tend to blame society, blame people, blame your circumstances and just the surrounding conditions that you quote unquote said you've been given for all your failures and all your disappointments and all your lack of who this person that you want to be is. And like that idea that people and things and circumstances control your lives is so so intently just imagined you know it's like almost as though these people and these things control their lives so much so that they have no logical argument to defend why they should go after their passions or why they should prove them otherwise they just become very content with what is and what is is what will forever be um and It's just like changing that inner aspect of just, this is it. This is all I will ever have. I don't need to strive for anything more. This is what I've been giving. This is what I'll love forever. It literally has so much impact on the outside of who we are and what our lives will become to be. And, you know, the truth about it is, is that we are not victims of the world that is handed to us and the world and the deck of cards that are given to us but truly we are such co-creators in building our lives and in what our world is around us and what we want and what our day-to-day is and who we speak to and what we wake up and think and where we go for the day and what our idea of our life is like we are the co-creator in that 
you know, and it's not what we think that we are, but it's, it's, it's what we think. (laughs) I know that's so confusing. It's like, it's not what we think we are and what we've been given that we are, but it's what we think is what we are and what we become. And it's so easy to just have, I guess, like a sheep state of mind. And I think for so long, it takes us such a long time to learn that it's not really, it's not the opposite of being bold and having bravery. Like, like, how do I want to say this? It's the opposite of bravery isn't conformity and being comfortable. The opposite of bravery is not cowardness. Like you might have spent so much time and so many years in your whole entire life trying to just relate and understand that at the end of the day, you don't need to be following people, but at the end of the day, people are following you, right? And you might not feel that, you might not see that, but it's so clear and it's so evident in in our major lives and events. So like, what do I mean by that? What makes us what makes a sheep state of mind be sheep state of mind? Like why should, for instance, us look at somebody and be like, okay, or, or why do we as kids say like, okay, by 25 years old, I should be, you know, married to the love of my life. I should be talking about kids. I should have a steady, very steady career. I should be buying a house soon, if not already bought a house. You know, like why do we think about that? Because these events might not belong to us at that time in our life. And, or, or maybe they belong to us in an earlier time in our life. Maybe you're 22 years old and you're married and you're engaged and you're buying a house. And it's like, that is so awesome. But why do we sit there and have this, like, again, from a young age, this sheep state of mind that that's where we are supposed to be based on like like what gives us that base idea as children like I just I don't know that's just hit me so much it's like why do we as kids say oh what are you gonna do when you're 25 years old or you're 30 years old it's like oh I'm gonna have a family and kids but it's like who's to say you're not gonna have a family and kids when you're 20 years old or who's to say you're not gonna start that family and kids when you're 35 years old or who's to say that you might realize one day that you don't want to have family and kids and maybe you'll even find that later in life like we have to refuse to let that sheep state of mind just control us because we are so different from person to person from friend to friend and neighbor to neighbor and coworker to coworker like it's different and we truly just like we just suffer in the matter of like just discriminating against what our divine nature and our divine life is supposed to be as an individual, right? Right. Um, And I just think we tend to think that life is supposed to be controlled in one way or another. It's supposed to be this magical sequence of how things play out. And in that, we just become a prisoner of our own understanding of what we think life is supposed to be. Like our thoughts eventually, in other people's thoughts, or it's not even other people's thoughts, it's just fucking society. Like society in 
and I know social media has hyped this up so much more, but I know this has been a true thing since my great grandparents were alive. Like, I don't know. They probably have like 12 kids. So when they were 18, so I don't really know. They were probably married at 14 and getting married at 18 was probably too young. I don't know. But it's like, we have such a blueprint that attracts us and also detracts us from like our subconscious mind and everything that might fulfill our desires and our concepts for life just become so distraught from who we actually are and who we really want. And it's like what we have in our life right now and what we have done, everything, like everything. I just made a post today and I said sentence after sentence after sentence about who I am, what I've done, what I've accomplished through like my work and my career. But you know what? Every word I said was so damn unmatched because everything that I've put out into this world has truly been an outward, just like one way in one version of a manifestation of what's been going on in my mind. And I know I was with my friend today. We went to this nearby place and it was a beautiful day. Just enjoyed each other's company, just talked, caught up with my friend and we were getting in our car. I had to get her speaker from my house. So she's like, I'll just drive you. It was literally like a five-minute walk from my house. But she's like, I'll drive you, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, you know what, Molly? I was here about a year ago, maybe not even that long ago. And I was like, I love this area that I'm at so much. And I told myself, I want to live here. I want to live right in this area. I want to be able to walk to this specific location. And I want to enjoy a beer. And you know what I did today? I took my dog on a walk. I came home from work, took my dog on a walk, put him back in the house. And I went on a walk to that location and I had a beer and I read my book and I enjoyed self alone time for like a good hour and a half. And then my friend came, enjoyed my time with me. I could have walked back, but like she was there. And you have literally like you and me and I, we literally have attracted everything that has come into our life. The good, the bad, happy, sad, like whether you're failure when you're failing, when you have success in your life. And that's not to say that, you know, things don't just bestow on you randomly. Of course not. But it's just like all matters of our experience in our life and business and life and friendship and marriage and health and our personal whatever it might be has somewhat been attracted to us in one way or another. And again, that is not to say that when we have very, very hardships happen to our life, that you attracted that, that you attracted you losing a job, that you attracted losing a family a, a member in your family, like losing them. It's not to say that at all, but a lot of the mindset of what we put around those positive and negative things is exactly that. Like, like think of it like, our everyday environment and our surroundings and like the way that we have an outward picture of what we feel inwardly is because of us and because of what we feel inwardly is what will happen externally and outwardly and by discovering the way that you are I think you'll also realize that there's a key to finding out like who you want to be and unlocking that code of whoever you desire to be, like you unlock it. And like, we truly have so much power to change, you know? Like, are you concentrating on your limitations, on, you know, what are your limiting beliefs? What are the failures you tell yourself? Are you constantly focusing on those? 
or the problems that you're going through, the top thing on your mind when you wake up, or the things that you're going through and your problems. Hold on, pause so you can hear Leo chewing his toy. Now he's licking it. But uh, it's just like we have such a role in our life as a co-creator to have the ability to change any aspect that's going on in our life. And like, I think as a person who loves to learn and a person who loves to express myself and like, you know, I find myself like maybe I am teaching in some kind of way. Like maybe I am a co-creator who my co-creative power is to learn and to teach something in this world which I think all of us should have the desire and power to do that and we do but it's like when I'm doing that I've realized like I cannot look to something and someone outwardly to solve my problems and I was just talking about this the other day like I actually wrote in my journal you know, why do I go through things, but I don't talk to friends and family that often about it? Maybe I do in the last minute crisis, or maybe I do like if I'm really needing just like more or less just to tell somebody what I'm going through. But like when I go through things, I don't sit there and like get online and talk about it and let my fears out and let my anxiety out. Like I know so deep down that I have to deal with it. Like, it is not anybody else's problem. It's not anybody else's life. Like, I am in control of that situation and I'm in control of it because I have to trust whatever that situation is going on that I am full confident. I am in full confidence that it's going to work out in my favor and whatever is going on is for the purpose of me to grow and expand my mind in some way, right? And like... If you don't perceive and understand your true worth as a person, you can never, like, you, there's, there's no self-confidence in that. And you'll never even come close to it. And, like, again, if you don't perceive your own truth as a person, you will never be able to find self-confidence. And it's just, like, our family, our your your work, your parents, like your 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 siblings, like whoever it might be, your significant other, nobody is helping you. Nobody also did it to you. It's just like whatever you feel and whatever you go through. I don't care if it's them who inflicted it. It's your family. It's your friends. Your significant other that's signif- that's putting this pain or hurt or whatever feeling emotion on you. Like they didn't do it to you. You're doing it to yourself by allowing other people to control those aspects of your emotions, right? Like if you can't get rid of your own guilt and seize just, again, those limiting beliefs for what you think might be, okay, I got hurt by somebody and now I feel inadequate as a person to be confident still. Like you're just going to be a sheep like you're gonna be a sheep again you're gonna continue to feel the struggle you're gonna continue to like be on the search for self-confidence to look for trust and like to look for your own personal freedom but what sucks is you don't know you're looking for those things because if you knew you were looking for those things you're like I want to trust my you go through something bad you're like oh well if only I had trust or only if I had personal freedom or if only I didn't inflict the bad things that happened to me inflict on other people on myself 
you know, if you knew that's what you were lacking, then you would be on the search for those. But so many times we don't even know that that's where our struggle is and that's where our true pain point is, is that we're looking to attain the closure and confidence through other people when really like you need trust in yourself and you need your own personal freedom. But like for us to really be true and loving and compassionate and wholehearted with ourselves, you must understand. Let me be cliche for a second. Let me be so cliche that you need to love yourself. Like you need to love yourself. If you don't appreciate like who you are, you're truly robbing yourself and you're robbing everyone around you. And it's like, what do I mean about that? Okay, Emily, my friend hurt me. I feel hurt. I don't know how to be okay. So why does that mean that I'm robbing that person because they're the one that hurt me? And it's like, okay, your friend hurt you. You're allowing your friend to rob away your personal freedom to be happy because you're so focused on that. And because you're focused on that, you're not being yourself. You're not being content. You're not living out your true existence of how you value yourself as a human being. So because you're not doing that, now you're robbing that person for so many different ways, but at the moral compass of it, it's like you're robbing that person of seeing a bigger picture at the one of the day and you're robbing yourself of being exactly who you are to show that person exactly who you are, right? Like you have to fulfill your needs first, right? So I'm going on a pause break. I need to sip water. I'm thirsty. (laughs) How's your guys' day? I hope it's good. I know I'm in Ohio, and it's freaking a beautiful week, and I just feel like, wow, we finally broke into the warm weather. And again, I was with my friend today, and I was like, let's check into this. And it's supposed to be 80 this whole week, and we're like, well, let's check next week, because in Ohio, it could have a snowstorm next week. But it's still in like the mid-70s here in Columbus, so all is well. Okay. So, so let's talk about when it comes to our explanatory self. I feel like that word is always very complicated for me to say, but it's a matter of like, how are we doing with things? How do we speak about ourselves and to ourselves and what is our mindset when bad things happen to us right like are things permanent do you let a bad thing be permanent do you let it be pervasive do you let it be internal do you let it be personal or do you let it be inevitable do you let it be limited do you let it be non-representative of who you are and I'm definitely going to dive into each of those words that I said but it's like When any occurrence happens to you that is negative, you can sit there and you can say, this is permanent. This is going to occur over and over and over again. You can wake up, one thing bad happens to you, right? And you're like, well, that sets my day off for the whole day. This is permanent. This is life. And that leads into like, it's pervasive. Like it's going to occur again. 
say you are, you know, I can relate it to sports, I guess, easily off the top of my head. It's like, okay, I struck out. I had, I've, I've been pitching a bad game because I pitched a really bad inning. I know the rest of the game, I'm going to have a bad game. And that's what I think of. And I hold on to that. And and, and in the next one, you can let it be personal. You can internalize that. So, and, and, by, and by that, I mean, like, it's, you're telling yourself that because I messed up, that was caused by characteristics and behaviors of who I am. And, like, that one hits me so deep because I can be so, I don't know, people describe me as reckless, careless, forgetful, clumsy, and, you know, I can be those things. I can be those things. I can be forgetful. I definitely can be, like, careless when it comes to handling things and I drop something. But honestly, it's probably been in the last even just couple weeks and couple months that it's, like, I'm not stupid because I do those things. And, like, sometimes I'll do something stupid and people give me a look and it's, like, oh, there goes Emily again. Because I, you know, I handled something bad. I dropped something. I bumped into something. I made a mess of something, bottom line. And I get this look from people I love and people in my life. And it's just like, oh, there goes Emily again. But it's like, if I sit there and allow other people as well, and especially myself to be like, oh, that's just who I am. That's a characteristic trait of me. It's going to happen again. And it's going to happen again. Well, you know what? It's going to happen again because I think of myself that way and I'm allowing the world to look at me that in that kind of way. But if instead I own that as like, okay, I literally dropped the bomb. I spilt something on my couch or I spilt something on the floor, whatever. It's like I can also remind myself in that moment that is a non-representative action of who I am. Like that is not... That's not true to my personality. That's not true to my trait. Just because a bad moment happened doesn't mean that that is who I am. And I know for so long I've went in my life like, oh, there goes Emily again, just being stupid. So I've almost allowed myself to just think that like, I am this careless, reckless, clumsy person because I've allowed it to be a representative trait of who I think I am and who I understand that the world thinks I am. So then I become that, right? But I need to and fill my mind that it's like mistakes are inevitable to happen, right? And the word inevitable can be translated to like, that's temporary. I temporarily made a mistake. It was limited. It was in one place. Okay, I, I fudged up, but I'm not going to do that again. That was in that place. I was careless. I was reckless for a second, but that doesn't mean I have to let the rest of my time and the rest of my day be focused on how I'm careless about something. But for me in this moment, like I'm represented to like how my whole life has been. Like I've always been a, okay, if somebody would describe me, probably that knows me really well, they'd be like, she's carefree. She does what she wants. She's on her self-will. You know, she's a little reckless. She doesn't really mind what happens and da, 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 da. And so it's like what everybody else has said, yes, there's some truth to it, but I've allowed it 
to become personal. I've allowed it to become pervasive and permanent into who I am as a person. And it hasn't been until lately that it's like, those are such small moments in my life that has taken over who I am as a person to so many people who know me and who know me best at that point. Like people who know and love me best would characterize me as this like pessimistic, explanatory style of who I am as a person. And it's not to say there's anything wrong with that, but like the wrong thing about that was that that I trusted and I believed in that, that I am just this literal walking wrecking ball, or as I've been called before, like I am just a freaking hot mess, you know? And it's like, I'm not a hot mess. It was a moment in time. I was stupid. I was dumb, but that's not inevitable for who I am. It was temporary. It is, doesn't have to be repeatable. It was a one-time thing that happened. And it's like, if you can, can, can find bad moments in your life, whether it's you being a wrecking ball like me, or you having a mistake in a sports event, or you dropping the ball at a big campaign at work, or you, you know, waking up late for work, are you not holding yourself accountable to a mistake you made? Are you not holding yourself accountable to a routine you want to live? You have to understand that the language you speak to yourself behind all of that is so captured upon how okay I messed whatever I was going to say up again but that was temporary (laughs) but it's just like the language you speak on yourself when you mess something up has everything to do with how you live and walk and breathe and will find success and desire and continue to seek out that success and desire in your future life because if you go through something and you tell yourself that Oh, there goes me again, acting like who I am, just being a burden to everybody. Now I'm going to have a bad day because this one thing bad happened. Instead of just saying like things are limited, things happen in one place, in one moment in time. And now I know, and I did that and I got over it and I'm okay. And then you can be so much more than just what your mind allows yourself to think because like it's. It is so hard to just always be positive, right? And that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that you like you can't focus on mistakes because if we don't understand and recognize a mistake, then we're never going to learn from it. But you know, I think a lot of times we'll ask ourselves like, "Okay, Emily, if you want me to be positive and have this upbeat mindset, then what do I do when something goes wrong?" And you might ask yourself like, okay, do you want me to just act like these things I do bad don't happen all the time? Do you want, like, how should I think when I've like done really poorly at a task and I've told myself I was going to wake up and do this every day, but I haven't. Like, should I, okay, you want me to just think about only the positives ever? Like, do you really expect me to be like a picture movie book scene where I just ignore everything except for that one in a million chance where something good can happen like how do I get better if I don't think about the things that like I'm bad at and the things that I need to work on and it's like when when you hear this it's like you you're understanding half of what it means to have that higher most self-fulfilled highest version of yourself mindset and it's like 
my quick question when it my quick answer I guess more my quick answer when it comes to that it's like when you ask yourself those questions it's like it it's always it is always 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 obviously so important to think about what you need to work on and where you need to improve and where you can do better in life because if you don't think about that then how are you going to get there right and you'll always have to deal with the bad that happens and these traumas and these negative things that we deal with in life in in the bad that happens to us but you know why it's because we live in a damn imperfect world we really do and things go wrong and i don't care who you are and how great you are but things go wrong and you're gonna have bad days you're gonna have below average days you're gonna have days where you literally can be so high at the top of the mountain and two minutes later you just feel like blah and again you're just below average and the moments can happen so frequently during the day and that's what I mean like I remember the other day it was a Sunday I was about to go to California the next day and I'm like beat bopping and I'm shopping <laughs> and I was just like going shopping for flowers and I'm like wow I love life life is good and then I get home and I'm like put my flowers in the places they can be but then I'm like sad I'm really sad and everything's low and everything sucks and I'm like you know the things in my life that make me sad were just overwhelming me and it's like yes that's going to happen to you every day if not twice a day if not 12 times a day right and they're very much so just like less than good moments like you are not on your high horse but you have to you have to, you have to, you have to be so very careful about how you think about those low moments. And hi, Leo. I know. Dogs can feel low too. And I've learned that lately. That just like humans, animals can feel low and very sad too. And I know you probably just want to go outside right now, but that's why you're whining because you've just been chewing your bone and having a good time. But by the way, Dogs have bad moments. Bad moments. By the way, I'm about to sneeze because allergy season has hit me like a mofo. Um, Alright, if I sneeze in the next 10 seconds, it's because of that. But, again, I want to repeat what I just said because I know there's so much meaning than my whatever I tangent just went on. But we have to be so careful about how we look at the bad moments of our life and we have to be able to reconstruct any of those thoughts and those negative feelings positive feelings even the memories and experiences like whatever it might be that is sitting there and compromising and putting a bad effect onto your energy and what lifts you up and what elevates you and what gives you optimism enthusiasm and just like that freaking love for life you know like we have to be able to elevate that by restructuring our thoughts. And in other words, like we just have to understand that our perspective, we have to work on being constructive at it. We have to be so consistent and persistent about how we structure that. Like you are so just important and all your thoughts have so much meaning to allow the good to let in but just as easy as it is to let the good in and have those high moments 
we let the bad in, right? Like, and when you let the bad in, it's just minimizing our chances and our opportunities to truly elevate to that next level and to that next version of ourself. And it's like our attitude, it's like, it all truly does come to like, what is your attitude about whatever is going on in your life? And sorry, he's distracting me. He's so cute. I wish you guys could see him. All right. Well, I feel like I need to wrap this up because I'm going to take my dog outside, but Guys, it's just like when it you are so uncomfortable about something, it's good. And when our negative thoughts are constantly feeding into that, that is not good. <laughs> like bottom line, that is not good. We have to be so in control and own our thoughts and how we handle them. We have to be able to let something in, to allow it to be bad, to understand that is limited behavior, to understand that is a limited moment, to not... Tell herself that, okay, I am this and now because I'm bad and I thought something bad and I did something bad, bad is going to happen and bad is going to trickle in. And it's just like through all of that, I, I'm getting way off trace here. Um, I don't know why. This thought just came to my mind, but it's like through all of that, no matter what it is that makes you uncomfortable, no matter what those bad thoughts that you are that have to come through them, please know please know that nobody owes you shit through all of that and nobody's gonna teach you that and nobody's like I'm trying to teach you that but it's like nobody fucking owes you to have a good mindset about what happens to you nobody owes you to realize the stepping stones that are given to you in life nobody owes you the lessons that you're supposed to learn in a bad moment like nobody owes you shit and simultaneously like, yes, you have to prove shit. Yes, you have to, you know, make yourself worthy to whether it's a company and it's a role you get in and you just expect that you're going to get everything handed to you. And like, no, you don't have to prove shit about your mentality and your personality, but by your actions, that should just easily prove it. Like, we all truly have such a creative intelligence inside ourselves and we all have the ability and the power to tap into that perfect way for us to find it. And it's not a perfect journey, but that feeling and that creative intelligence, I know you feel it. I know you felt it is perfect. And no matter that the life journey of the bad and the good and the ways you face it aren't going to be perfect, whatever you're shooting for and whatever you're aiming for, like that journey and idea for you was perfectly curated with for, not with, but for you. And you are the co-creator that you're supposed to create it with right like these absolute ideas just are not wrong that you feel and again you can always tap into them and that all starts with imagination that all starts with the good feedback you give yourself and dumping positive notations into your mental bank account it comes with waking up every day reminding yourself of your good like like I said I just made a post and I made statement after statement after statement of who I am and what I've done and what is going on in my life. And I did that and I've been a part of that. And like, you have to imagine. And you know, so many of the greats train and practice and train and train and train physically. But are you training mentally? Can you sit with yourself for literally like 10, 15 minutes a day 
and imagine who you are in that version of yourself when you're at the highest level of yourself, when you are giving yourself the most affirmations. You're not doubting the negative things that come into your life and giving a negative connotation on it. Like fulfill your mental capacity with your good because you are good and bad is always going to happen. It is literally inevitable for bad to happen, but also it because it is inevitable you have to understand that because the bad is inevitable that the good is just infinity and forever and and you're gonna have all those things in between that make it not okay but you are okay okay so i'm gonna take my dog out i love you so much thank you for tuning into conscious butterflies please 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 if you do listen to this um not that i'm begging <laughs> I just felt myself say please, please, please and felt crazy. But if this did relate to you, please just share it on your social media or whatever. Um, super would appreciate it. I appreciate you just listening and your support. I love you so so much. Thank you for tuning in to Conscious Butterflies again. Me and Leah are gonna walk, but much love, good night, buenas noches, peace. <laughs>